Hero Ball is back. Without Jimmy Butler in the lineup, Miami was looking to avenge a loss to the Sacramento Kings from this weekend. Both teams attacking each other all night. 26 lead changes, and it all came down to one last shot from Tyler Hero to save the game for the Heat. We break down the big performances from Tyler, Kyle Lowry, and Bam and Abayo and answer your questions on tonight's Locked on Heat recap. You are Locked on Heat, your daily Miami Heat podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome to Locked On Heat, your daily podcast on the Miami Heat. However, you might be tuning in on YouTube, Odyssey, or on your favorite podcast app. Thank you for making Locked On Heat your first listen. Every day, I'm Wes Goldberg here with David Ramil. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. A big win for the Heat, who trailed for most of the fourth quarter, but then got some huge moments from Tyler Hero and Bam Adebayo, who combined for 21 of Miami's final 33 points, including 10 straight in the middle of that fourth quarter to erase Sacramento's lead. Then. After DeMontis Sabonis tied the game at 107 with free throws and no Jimmy Butler tonight out with a sore left hip, you wondered who the Heat would give the ball to with just 12 and a half seconds to go. Well, the answer is Tyler Hero, who gets inbounded the ball from Kyle Lowry, has Davion Mitchell on him, who's a great perimeter defender, uh, gets switched off of him, gets Terrence Davis on him. Uh, he crosses over to his left, crosses over to his right, gets Davis to bite on a pump fake, pulls it down, then launches a three-pointer, for the win with 1.8 seconds to go. A thrilling win in Miami. A huge moment for Tyler Hero, who was indirectly called out, by the way, for trying to will a win on his own when these two same teams played each other last week in Sacramento. Um, well, he willed the heat here. David, a huge moment for Hero. I think an important one when you consider Miami's need for a shot maker, uh, the hierarchy of the team, and, and the trust that Spo has for him. I don't think there was any doubt about who the shot the, the shot was going to be taken by. Like it was, it was pretty clear that Tyler was willing and and able to take that shot. I, I we had seen earlier stretches where Max Drews took a shot, he was missing. Gabe Vincent was off all night. Kyle Lowry, incredible performances, mostly in the first quarter, uh, as good as he was even in late in the game too. Just n- not as easy for him to get that shot off at this point in his career. And Tyler just willing and able. And and the shot, you didn't even quite do it justice. I mean, as difficult as it was with all the defensive switching and everything else like that, a twisted, winding shot where he was kind of up in the air, yeah. off balance completely. Like, he lost his footing and just went up in the air, had to kind of reposition himself. The 15 pounds of muscle, baby. This is what we see all from the, the, the work during the offseason. He was able to just straighten himself and unleash the shot. He kind of missed the first like good opportunity to take the shot, right? I don't think that he thought Terrence Davis right. would take so long to switch on right. to him. And, right. and so he was pretty open. It would have been a long three-pointer. It was probably from 30 feet, but it's not as if we haven't seen Tyler Hero take and make that shot before. And so I think I think it was uh, John Crotty on the broadcast actually pointed it out. I thought it was a good point. Like, he was in rhythm. You know, right. he kind of crosses over to his right, gets the switch. Gabe Vincent comes up, sets the screen, gets uh, Terrence Davis switched on him. Davis is so long, he could have just launched it from right there, more than a rhythm. But to your point, kind of starts moving over to his yeah. left and then has to kind of finagle and, and kind of take this leaner, very reminiscent of uh, the Tuesday night game winner by Jimmy Butler. Obviously right. not a 
not as close. Jimmy Butler was from mid-range, but had to kind of turn his body around Clay Thompson and kind of get his body around him to get that shot off. Uh, Tyler Hero the same way. Then after the game, um, talking with the broadcast afterwards, said, you know, Terrence Davis is a young guy. These young guys always uh, uh, bite on the pump fake, so I thought I would get him. And he got him. He got him. Um, Mike Brown apparently calling for a travel on that shot. Did you think that there's anything to that? I didn't see it. I mean, this is two nights in a row where there's some kind of a controversial call. Uh, A lot of Warriors fans upset about the block by Jimmy Butler and the the foul that was overturned. Uh, You know, and and I don't. I did not see a travel. I I, maybe I'd have to rewatch it a lot in order to see. But I, I think he he moved his feet. Uh, just kind of positioning himself like his feet were down. He didn't lift them at any point. He just moved his upper body up faked uh, you know, Davis into the air and then was able to just get off the ground. And then he had to, you know, again, Davis weird. recovered to try to yeah. close out and put a hand in his face. And that's why he got the shot off the way he did. Uh, it it, it looks weird. Yeah, it looks weird. Mike Brown, you could see where he's standing. He's behind the official. I understand if you're the opposing coach, it looks funny. Yeah, you're you're trying to call for a foul on that play, especially because the, the the shot went in. So I don't blame Mike Brown for it, but I'm with you. I don't think it was a travel. Kings fans might, but whatever. They can listen to Matt George and Locked On Kings, and they can go complain about it. Um, in terms of the hierarchy of the team, the trust. I, that's that's interesting that you said that. You didn't think that there was any doubt that it was going to go uh, to Tyler Hero because I know there was no Jimmy Butler, but you had Kyle Lowry who had 26 points tonight. Bam Adebayo was feeling it. I thought they might try to get him something at the basket. Uh, I thought, look, I did think it was going to go to Tyler Hero. But I didn't think it was for sure going to Tyler here. I, I I mean, yeah, I, I think we've seen him in these moments before, uh, even before Kyle joined the team. Like, there's just been too many instances, even with Jimmy out on the floor, where Tyler has the range, is much more comfortable taking that shot. And I, I, I you know, I think Spo will point out, as he often does in press game pressers, that we have a lot of guys on this team that are willing to take that shot or step up in big moments. And he points to Jimmy, he points to Kyle. He points to many others, but as far as Tyler is concerned, offensively, I think he seems to be the most likely, the most willing to take that shot, the most capable. And, and look, this is uh, a great bounce back from him because even later, earlier in the fourth quarter, he was taking some bad shots that had me questioning why he was not flowing within the confines of the offense. Like he was just, you know, he was trying to play too much hero ball at a point when I think Miami was down seven and he takes a really bad three point shot, rushing the three in the, in the 24 second clock. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just, I bet a, no. Yeah. A completely unnecessary shot for him when you're trying to inch your way back. He was going for the home run because, well, that's partly who Tyler is. Uh, and, and so again, for him to be able to get that shot later on in the game, hit the big shot. Save Miami's night there. A huge moment for him. And I think yeah, I, I, I'm glad I, you bring up that Tyler Hero because him and Bam, shot. like I said earlier, they combined for with each other to score 10 straight points for Miami, turn yeah. what was a six or seven point deficit into a tie game at that point and erase Sacramento's lead. And then you're sort of going back and forth there. Other than that one three, and I do wonder if Tyler Hero rushes that three. Um, it doesn't go in. Davian, uh, who, who was it that scored on the other end? Was it Malik Monk who kind of takes it and then scores yeah. at the other end? Uh, and so you could argue maybe a six-point swing there. I wonder yeah. if maybe, you know, the the devil and the angel on the two shoulders, maybe the angel's like, hey, man, maybe not next time. Yeah. And and then he sort of played in the offense. We have a question later about sort of like the percentage breakdown of hero ball versus team ball, which I think yeah. is a very interesting conversation to have, but we'll have that later. Uh, but in terms of the rest of this game, like, or you know what? If Jimmy Butler is in this game, that shot, 
goes to Jimmy Butler, I think, right? Uh, I think if they were down three or needed a three, they didn't need a three in that instance. They it's probably a game. Tyler Hero. It was a tie game, yeah. You put it to Jimmy because Jimmy's much more able to get that mid-range shot off or draw a foul. Like He's going to get a point. Yeah. One way or the other, he's gonna he's gonna get something out of that possession with the ball in his hands because that's I mean that's the strength of his game. He's right. gonna take a fade away. He's gonna you know spin around somebody the way he did against Golden State. He's gonna get to the line. Something's gonna happen. So I think yes, you go to Jimmy, and, I, and not just because of the hierarchy, because of the, the the social structure of the NBA locker room or anything like that, but just because that's much more likely to take that shot. He's just right. much more likely to get something out of it than Tyler. The best Hill. option, but it's yes. nice to have these two options, right? And I do like said if the Heat needed a three, they're not going to Jimmy Butler. I think they. I don't think they're going to Max Struess or, or or Duncan Robinson or Kyle Lowry. I think they're he's going like to Kyle the, the second or third option on that. Yeah, he, he's not. If, if you need a three, it would be yeah. They would be like the third option. I think you you yeah, probably Struess prefer or Duncan kind of coming off of the screen on the weak right. side. If if they're if they're over helping on Tyler or whomever is is getting the ball inbounded to them. A couple other takeaways from this game: Kyle Lowry super aggressive. Seventeen of his points were in the first half. Comes out right away. What five shot attempts in the first quarter? 15 uh, points in the first, the first quarter. Amazing. Unbelievable. I mean, look, I don't think we're going to see Kyle Lowry like that all the time. <laughs> I think a big no. part of that was because Jimmy Butler was out, and Kyle Lowry has said a lot this season, hey, like, I'm just – I'm giving the team what it needs. Most nights, they don't need me to score. That's Jimmy. That's Tyler. That's Bam. That's Max. That's Duncan, all these other guys. Uh, but without Jimmy Butler in there tonight, he was the veteran, right? He, and I think he took it upon himself to go out and score and set the tone. Uh, from that standpoint, from an offensive standpoint, from a scoring mentality, and, and he he did that, right? He was a big reason why Miami was even in this game in the first half. Um, another re- another just takeaway from this, a big talking point after the Saturday loss against the Kings in Sacramento was, hey, do you still want to switch everything all the time? Because DeMontis Sabonis kept getting switched onto smaller guys, and he missed one shot the entire game and missed zero shots every time he got switched onto a smaller guy, dominated. Sabonis was yeah. fine tonight. It didn't feel like he dominated in the way that he did in Sacramento, even though he had a nice stat line uh, for them. But uh, 22 points, 12 rebounds, eight assists for him. But still, didn't feel like he was dominating and just and and kind of taking the morale away from the team the way that he was in Sacramento. Uh, and I think a big reason was that they adjusted their defense and they weren't at they they were a little bit more reluctant to switch Bam or even Dwayne Dedman off of Sabonis. And I like that that coaching decision by Spo. Yeah, it was a good call by you there. The uh, a lot less zone than what we saw against Golden State. Yeah, uh, even with Jimmy out of the lineup too. But they, they mixed it up, and even when they went to their man-to-man coverage, it was a little different than what we'd seen. Again, less switching there, and and that was the right call. It absolutely was because nobody on that roster was going to be able to body up. I and mean, look, we saw on different occasions where Tyler, Kyle, anybody was trying to pick up on Sabonis, and Sabonis tall enough, physical enough. He's he's just. A good point by the broadcast crew that he just creates a lot of contact. The way he holds the ball over his head yeah. like this, and it just spreads his arms across there. It's almost like he's going to throw an elbow at some point. So you just have to position yourself so that you're either going to catch it in the face, which Bam did on a number of occasions. <laughs> but, but on the last shot, 1.2 seconds left, Sabonis yeah. tries to draw the foul to try to get to the line there. I don't know really why, but it just knocked yeah. him uh, backwards with a with a draw uh, with a elbow to the jaw. Inverted elbow, yeah. I think it was, I, I don't think he meant to hit him that hard. I, I think he did mean to draw contact. I don't know if there's really a meaningful difference between those two things. Um, but we do have credit cookies next. I imagine a lot of them are going to Tyler Hero, but who else is getting cookies tonight? That's coming up. But first, David, tell listeners about Bet Online. Oh, Bet Online. Still your number one source for all your betting football needs. 
and the start, of course, of the basketball season. It's kind of you know still in, in its infancy, but plenty of opportunities for you to lay some good bets down. Of course, there's also the World Series and much, much more. You can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued sport source for all of your sports wagering information. We have live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Thank you for making Lockdown Heat your first listen. For your next listen, check out Lockdown Sports Today, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available in the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. It's a heat win, which means we are getting in the kitchen and we are whipping up some credit cookies david i just want to let you know you're getting a lot of hate for your uh yeah <laughs> your your the, the, the cookie naughty the cookie naughty is out there the, the illuminati of cookies or whatever yeah. is, is out there making sure that they protect the the interests of cookie you know groups and cookie lobbyists everywhere or like already outside of my, more you know, inclusive of cookies you can't just with just with a broad swath just say all cookies are the same i i, yeah. I think you are rightfully taking heat for it with that said what kind of cookies do we have today? Pepperidge Farm chestnut cookies in honor of the, the knocking off of the Sacramento Kings there. So I thought that was a what little What kind cool of cookies? Chestnut cookies. They're Pepperidge Farm. It's like a, a square butter cookie. With oh, with the chocolate on it. on it? Oh. No, no, no. It's just a little sugar on top. And then it's just like a square cookie. And it has like a symbols of different chess pieces. It's got a horse for the knight, of course. Oh, it's got okay. a crown for the king. Yeah. So the chessman like cookies. Yeah. Chessman cookies. Uh all right. So we've got 10 of these uh Pepperidge Farm chessman cookies. Shout out Pepperidge Farm. Doing good Pepperidge work. Farm. Pepperidge Farm since what 1600s it feels like they've been around. Um <laughs> Tyler Hero. Bam Adebayo, Kyle Lowry. Those are the three names that come to mind right away. Is it can we just do three each? Uh, no. maybe one extra to another one. Is is there more that we have to give out? I and mean, let's just start with Tyler. I feel like he needs five of these things. I, I don't know. I, I, you're right. Yes and no. But I, I feel like, and I know again that we're going to address this later on, but I, I, I'm trying to be as balanced as possible when it comes to any player here. And I know that we were even criticized yesterday and saying that Jimmy Butler only got one credit cookie. Even we ran out of cookies. It. We kept saying it. I'm sorry. It's like this yeah, is I, not I, the exact the cookies. The if cookies are more food. about the 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 impact by a player within the context of the game. And while yes, Jimmy hit the game winner. Jimmy's kind and of also expected to win. Okay. The- you want to defend us? You could defend us. I actually do think we messed up. We should have given him more cookies. Okay. Uh, having said that, like Tyler played a fine game. And then hits the game winner, so that's a, you know an extra Great good game. game for him. I, I think he had his moments earlier on where he wasn't exactly playing in within the confines and context of the offense, and that's problematic for me because it's something that we keep talking about where the offense didn't look necessarily as fluid because he's not taking the right shot or he's just forcing yeah. it a little bit, over dribbling, and on some occasions. Uh, well, we can give him four. We'll give him four. We'll give him four cookies. Yeah, I think all he right, deserves. Sorry. it. The Maybe game winner that, is a good There's one left over at the bottom of the box when we're all done with this. Um, to your point, Tyler here, we're going to talk about Bam Adebayo here. They were so – it's it's a good point you bring up because they were so instrumental in that fourth quarter run that we just talked about. But the Heat only took 34 three-point attempts tonight. And I know that I come off as obsessed about the three-point thing, but the Heat 
are obsessed about it too. And that's why I keep bringing it up. They did not get close to their goal of 43 pointers in a game. Right. And a big part of that was Tyler Hero and Bam Adebayo. I would say the, the, the reason why they didn't get there was because of Tyler and Bam. So many of their shots were in that mid-range area. Bam Adebayo, instead of getting to the rim the way that he was against Golden State, settling back into that five to seven foot push shot range thing, um, which worked tonight. Nine of 16 overall, 20 points rim. He was awesome. I'm not taking anything away from Bam. But to your point, there seems to be a, um, a rock and a hard place thing here where, yeah, maybe you need Tyler Hero to be at his best. Maybe this is his game. And for Bam, he likes that little push five-foot floater thing. Um, but it's really hard for the rest of the team to operate the way that it needs to operate when those two guys are sort of operating the way that they want to operate and, and, may, and might have to operate to be at their best right now at least. And so it is sort of this weird thing, but at the end of the day, they needed Tyler scoring and they needed Bam scoring in that fourth quarter and they needed Tyler to hit that game winner. And so I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt because they won the game heat tonight. And uh, even though, so like, you know, smaller picture, this game, they won the game for the heat bigger picture. I do agree with you. It's, they got to figure out that balance. And I think that's part of the, the, the process of the regular season. And, and that's what the regular season is for. Bam at bio, 20 points, 11 rebounds, six assists. He was awesome. Uh, sure. Six assists for back-to-back games. Getting more involved as a playmaker. Previous to these, this Golden State-Sacramento win, um, his season high was five assists this season. So um, you like to see him more involved in the offense. The dribble handoff thing is more of a thing. I would imagine that was probably a point of emphasis at the practice on Monday. Yeah. Bam at bio, three credit cookies. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh Defensively, he picked it up. There were moments there earlier in the game where I told you that I, I thought he looked a little gassed. You know, so much effort expended against the Golden State Warriors. And there's no yeah, questioning exactly. Bam's effort there. But then in the second half, like we saw him diving more towards the rim, uh, just, you know, attacking, attacking, attacking defensively all over the place, doing what he does, you know. And, and so uh, he kind of had to pick his spots a little bit more in order to save something in the reserves. And he absolutely came through in the fourth quarter. Huge game from him. Uh, it's just incredible play. Uh, it just, it, it was so, so good. Uh, and just the fact that he made Sabonis look pretty pedestrian. I know some people criticize Sabonis that maybe he's not a, a typical all-star. Or maybe he's not going to put up big gaudy numbers and things of that sort, but he's a solid enough player where he can a definitely player, do damage. Man. Yeah, he is. Uh, and, and he, he could have really absolutely beat up on a team like Miami that is so undersized and, and thanks to Bam for athleticism, it changed a lot. He did last week. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, tonight. and then, yeah, so, oh, yeah. I, I, I'm with you. I think Bam's defense was awesome tonight. Um, yeah. I have nothing to take. No, away. Dwayne Dedman too. Like he 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 played a pretty yeah. solid game too. Uh, Dwayne Dedman, ten points uh, in sixteen minutes, uh, eight rebounds, three assists, made two of three three pointers. I think we got to throw him a cookie. I think he's deserved it. Uh, give the old man a cookie. And then Kyle Lowry. What do we have left? Seven, eight. We'll give him two. We're kind of in the Jimmy Butler stage here where he probably deserves way more than two, but because, I don't know, he was the last one we talked about. Uh, we just, that's it. Kyle Lowry, two two cookies. Yeah, the rest? Yeah, yeah I guess you're right. All right. Um, we got a couple of questions that uh, we want to get to about exactly what we're talking about. Tyler Hero, bigger picture. Can Hero Ball work? Does he need to make adjustments? Plus uh, some thoughts on the rotation tonight. A couple of tweaks without Jimmy Butler. That's coming up next. But first, today's episode is brought to you by... Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. All you have to do to play Prize Picks is pick two to five players, and if they're going to score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. And the best part, 
No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. PrizePix offers projections on any sport that you watch. This includes the NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, the WNBA, esports, and so much more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It is that easy. And they offer safe and fast withdrawals. Everything they do is easy. Currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. What do we had? Uh, what did we have for tonight? We had Tyler Hero, 21 and a half points was his prize picks over under. As soon as Jimmy Butler was ruled out, um, which was basically just rest is what I'm thinking at this point on the second night of a back-to-back, I went immediately and checked uh, Tyler Hero's prize picks point total. It was at 21 and a half. And I'm like, all right, slam the over on that. He was definitely going over, ended up with 26 points. So that was an easy bet. Download the prize picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Prize Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Prize Picks is going to give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. It's Prize Picks Daily Fantasy Made Easy. Thank you again for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day, wrapping up our recap of the Heat's big win over the Sacramento Kings, the first two game win streak of the season. For the Miami Heat, feels like they're finally starting to get things right here. We're going to go to this question from Umar, who writes in, now that's a good situation for Tyler. Again, he's got the talent. Just wish he picked the times that he goes hero mode. He literally can play within the offense. Then, if the team needs a bucket like that, he could go to work. 70% team ball, 30% hero ball. What do you think about those splits, David? I think that's fair. Like, uh, it makes a lot of sense. You know, 13 of his points coming in the fourth quarter when he was specifically being asked to, you know, play hero ball. And it makes a lot of sense for him to be able to just pick and choose the spots when he has to dominate the offense. You know, earlier in the game, he needed to work more within the flow of it, not as quite as effective. And then the fourth quarter, he could always turn it up a little bit. What do you think? No, I I thought it was a – look, we – I think I pointed out this stat on another show. Maybe I tweeted it. 60% 60% of Tyler's buckets this year are assisted or are, are unassisted. 30% of them are assisted. And I would actually just like to have that flipped. I think that he should be much more um, like, I, I think that he shouldn't be so demanding on the ball and that he should be uh, moving a lot more off the ball, kind of being that Clay Thompson light that Zach Lowe sort of pointed out for them. And uh, I, I do think that on a night like this, it was an example of what he could do because a lot of that stuff in the fourth quarter, he was coming off of screens. There was one where he came around a a pin down curl towards the basket, got an easy layup and he was getting helped to get those baskets because he's, he's, he's so quick and he's so dangerous off the catch that I I think that that could just put a lot more stress on a defense as opposed to him. High pick and roll Bam or Deadman in the middle of the floor, setting the screen and him just sort of meandering his way into a mid range jumper. I would just like to see him more off the ball. Again, in the fourth quarter, I thought they got him into those positions a little bit more. He had zero assists tonight, which seems bad, but I I think moreover is an indication that he wasn't in that playmaking uh, job as much. And that was Kyle Lowry. And then we saw the kind of game that Kyle Lowry had. So I I would like to see Kyle Lowry on the ball a little bit more, getting other guys involved, including Tyler Hero, making things easier for him off the ball. So, yeah, I thought thought Tyler Hero, this is where we needed him. And and I agree with Umar. Those are kind of the splits. 60% 60% assisted, 30% unassisted, a lot of that, and, and then let him go hero mode in the last, you know, 
five minutes of the game in crunch time. I think that makes sense. Were uh, any of Bam's assists to, uh, to uh, Tyler? I think he did have one of the cutting. Um, I can check my notes here really quick. I think he had one of those cutting layups to uh, to Tyler. Uh, oh, no, that was to Gabe Vincent. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure they were. I mean, he had six assists. I just don't have him. I don't have any of them in my notes. No, I know. I was just thinking off the top of my head. I just I feel like there's something missing there. Like, you know, the with the three-point shooters like Max, Duncan, Gabe to some extent, even Kyle Lowry, like it's easy for them to play off of Bam. Uh, it's easier. They're just You can see that synergy there. You can see the dribble handoffs working much more effectively. With, Ty- with Tyler, it's all, you know, the ball is in his hands. He goes to work, whether he, he you know, he, he puts the ball down, tries to get to that mid-range area there, or if he's going to create a shot from, from beyond the perimeter, it's yeah. still up to him. So I'd like to see him, you know, work a little bit I'm more like- comfortably with, what, you know, one of your lead playmakers in Bam and Abayo. I'm with you. I mean, he had a number of assists to Tyler Hero in the Golden State game. So that's yeah. there. There is a two-man game, but you're right. It's sort of limited to just sort of that traditional high pick and roll where Duncan and Max are sort of the guys just screaming off of the handoffs and, and, and getting into uh, shots and rhythm like that. And I, I'm with you. I'd like to see Tyler in those in those uh, sets a little bit more. Not Tanner writes in, thoughts on the nine-man rotation tonight, not having Jovic or Bones getting any minutes. You and I discussed the Bones thing uh, before we started recording when we were looking over the questions. I don't know if we're just out on, on a... You should know this. You should know this. I, I, we've talked to everybody in that locker room. I'm just not sure who Bones is. So I, I, I think don't know it's if this probably is- the guy that's not right now in that locker room, Jamal Kane. <laughs> He's up in South Dakota somewhere uh, playing G League ball. I think that's Bones. I would imagine that's Bones. Uh, either way, whoever Bones is didn't get any minutes. And if it, if it is Jamal Kane, the reason he didn't get any minutes was because he's not in the state. He's very uh, far away. Yo- yeah, it would have been hard for him to get there. Jovic, uh, meanwhile, I was a little surprised that we didn't see him. But I think the reason was because Dwayne Dedman was giving him such good minutes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I, You know, we talked about Sabonis' physicality. Probably not a good matchup for Jovic either. Then, so I mean, it's I think for Deadman, you know, the size, the experience, the ability to play off of him. Uh, I, I think that obviously, and the fact that he was able to hit his three point shots, uh, I think that's why he was is getting those kind of significant minutes. I don't know. I'm not sure. You know, we saw some positivity from Jovic when he did get some playing time last week. You thought maybe he was going to start to be more of a part of the rotation. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think what the best opportunity for him upcoming up yeah I I see him. this is not a good matchup for him like you yeah. said Sabonis is in the middle there Rashawn Holmes is a, one of the best backup centers if not the best backup center in the good league point. and Sacramento in general does draw a lot of fouls and Jovic is really I could good. see him playing against yeah. Indiana though I mean with Miles Turner who's more of a spacer uh Goga Bataze their their backup there I, I think he could probably hold his own there even though Bataze is much bigger but I, I think he could be a, a good matchup for him if he does get some playing time there I was a little surprised that Deadman coming off as uh, a couple of days of rest was still in it for the second night of a back-to-back too. So, I mean, you don't want to put additional wear and tear on, on his feet and, you know, in the plantar fashion I, issue I, that he had. Maybe if Omar Yurtsevin is available, he doesn't, right? Good point. That's a good point. No Victor Oladipo tonight. I Look, started I getting to the point where I don't even consider Omer or, or Victor part of the team, unfortunately. Like, I just don't oh, know when he's available. Yeah. I, 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 it's easy to forget about him. I don't blame you. Um, that's another part of the nine-man rotation. It'll be interesting to see how things work when they, when these guys get back. I imagine there was a plan through training camp in the preseason to get them involved. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if they go back to it. In terms of Jovic, I don't think it'll be matchup dependent on him at all. I, I just think it'll be a, a, a situation where, like it has been all season. Does Dwayne Dedman just not have it tonight? Is he just Does he look every bit 36, 37, however old he is? 
Um, and and is Omer Yurtsevin injured? Like if if there are no other options, they could go with Jovic. Uh, it doesn't mean anything other than the fact that he's 19 and he's a rookie, and rarely do rookies impact winning. And the Heat are trying to win games right now. Before we wrap it up, I know we're, we're trying to get out of here, but at the same time. You know, we talked yesterday about Miami kind of finding their identity against Golden State and playing more to who they were tonight. We talked about it a little bit earlier. Somewhat close to what we think their identity is, although there were some variations there because, of course, without Jimmy Butler, you have to play a little bit differently. But do you think this is the a step in the right direction, building off of last night and then getting back-to-back wins against Golden State and Sacramento? I think a win is always a step in the right direction. And if you can get a win on the second night of a back-to-back... In terms of stylistic evolution i think i mean a win's a win i am with you i, I just I, I think on the second night of back-to-backs you just throw style out of the out the window and you're just like how do we just get this one out of the mud yeah like, it was an ugly game yeah you know, even though it was a positive win like nothing really pretty about it just two teams kind of punching each other in the face until one of them finally gave up they did a better job of limiting the transition points in the second half than they did in the first half so that's a big part of sort of the formula that they're trying to hit not as much zone as we saw against golden state like you said earlier uh, I don't think zone is necessarily part of the identity. I just think it's multiple defenses right. that this has, and they deploy whichever one is most appropriate uh, depending on the matchup. But yeah, 34 threes, you got to get that up. You just have to. Um, they did. They turned it up. 12 threes in the fourth quarter, by the way, in their best quarter of the game. That's a step in the right direction. You do 12 threes in the fourth quarter. Quick math, that's 48 threes in a game. That's pretty good. Um, so yeah, I think this is a step in the right direction. Thank you again for making Locked on Heat your first listen every day. Remember to subscribe to new episodes of Locked on Heat on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Make sure to ring the bell to get notified as soon as new episodes go up. Thank you for making Locked on Heat your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked on Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for joining me, David. You got it, Wes.